Hey, what's going on, everybody? And welcome in once again to the voice of Camp Nathaniel. That's I, I've got to the point to where I think that's how we start every single show with me saying, hey, what's going on? Hey, what's going on? We should probably switch that up from time to time. We, you know, we could add a... Now I can't think of anything. No, no. Now I'm let's having, just leave now, it. Now my brain's just like shutting off. Like, oh. Right. Every once in a while, maybe we throw a different accent in. Greetings, lads. How are you then? All right. Hey, uh, what's going on? Stephen Bell here in the voice of Captain Nathaniel. And that other voice that you hear is the melodious. Lee Sharp. <laughs> the melodious. The melodious, the melodious. Lee Sharp. I don't have... I don't even know if I know what that word is. I'm not sure. I know it has something to do with melody, and uh, and it's an adjective I don't get to use very much. So I'm, very I'm happy to be able to use it. And and who better to use it on than than you, Lee? So how you been doing? Doing all right. How are you? Doing good. Doing good, man. So hey, we've got a we've got a guest in the studio with us again today. We do. And I love I love having guests. It makes it so much easier on us. That means less talking that we have to do. We get to quiz them. We do, don't we? Hey, um, Mr. Josh Haywood is joining us today. Yes, I'm glad to be here. How's it going, man? It's going well. That's good. That's good. Glad to have you in on the Voice of Camp Nathaniel. Now, now this is a whole new kind of setup for us. Well, we say new. We've been doing this since February in this format, but we only do like two podcasts a month right now. So, yeah, that's so, still pretty new. I'll, I'll give you that. Very so. new. I mean, and the Voice of Camp Nathaniel has been around since the... 40s, 1940s? Yeah. Come on, you know this. 75 years now? 75 years this program has been running through this ministry. Yeah. Now, I mean, as someone who's been around for a while here, yeah. it was a little, it was, inter- it was interesting to walk into this room and see, man, this room's transferred into the 21st century quick. It has, man. <laughs> With the exception of the paneling, maybe. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the paneling's that's, that's still classic, there. So. <laughs> that's right. V- viewers, if you don't know, we record this in the chapel at Camp Nathaniel. Yep. We're, in, we're in one of the little back rooms here. In the radio room, man. In the radio, the radio room. room. So, used to broadcast right from this very room, man. And so, that, and there we are. We're here still we doing are. it today. Still doing it today. Uh, hey, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Josh's connections with camp. For those of you who don't know, Josh Haywood is the pastor at Harlan Baptist Church over there in Harlan County. And we're and he's actually the keynote speaker for our married couples retreat. Um that uh, we've had the opportunity to to hear him over the weekend and uh of course depending on when you're listening to this, <laughs> it wasn't exactly this past weekend or anything along those lines. It's the joy of, of Podcast. podcasting, isn't it? You can listen to him whenever you want. Whenever you want. This could be okay, hello three AM listener. I'm so glad that you that you let us join you at three in the morning as you're doing whatever it is you're doing. Hello, sir, running on your treadmill, wherever you find yourself. Uh, it it is a is an awesome time to tune into the voice of Camp Nathaniel uh, and hear from Josh Haywood, pastor of Harlan Baptist Church. So, uh, Josh, let's let's start with that. Um, you're you're a you're you're at Harlan Baptist Church, but you're you're from Harlan, right? Yeah. So uh, I was born and raised in Harlan. Uh, so I uh, actually grew up going to Putney Bible Church, which I know mm-hmm. Camp's got a rich connection with. Uh, some of the early missionaries were there when I was growing up. Uh, Miss Gim, Miss Swanson, uh, some of the Camp Nathaniel, uh, our people will remember her or them. And uh, uh, so we, I had my connection with Camp Nathaniel since way back. But mm-hmm. uh, so I grew up at Putney Bible Church in uh, a Christian home. Uh, my parents, uh, lovely, godly people, uh, uh, still. They're still in Harlan as well, and I got three siblings: uh, older brother, older sister, younger sister. And uh, we grew up there at Putney, and it just seemed like Camp Nathaniel just became kind of a, a part of our life immediately. Mm-hmm. Like I'd, 
I don't remember life without Camp Nathaniel in, in that sense. And that as soon as I was old enough, mom and dad were sending us over for stuff or we were hearing about it, you know. And that kind of and, leads into where we were going with yeah. the next question was, you know. Let, what, let, what's let, what's the connection? Yeah, let's, yeah. let's talk about and those Camp Nathaniel ties. It sounds like you were born into it. I mean, <laughs> if, if I could be, even though, like, I mean, I am born into it in a way in that I was a camper. I was never like mm-hmm. a... I wasn't a mission kid by any means. Right, those are <laughs> but, a special breed. Though I do, though I do know and uh, have a lot of friends who were mission kids here uh, from growing up. But uh, yeah, camp just was a part. It was you know we were doing lessons from early on, uh, and then over here for day camps, then over here for uh, overnights, and then over here for the weeks of camp. So I don't think I came here every possible year. Mm-hmm. I think I, I think I actually fell off the the wagon one year and went to camp with my youth group instead oh, but i thought you actually <clears throat> literally fell off like mark clark's wagon or something like no. that <laughs> no i do remember that because <laughs> uh, you know it's happened you got a hay wagon that rolls around <laughs> campers yeah. ride it it's we promise yeah. you camp nathaniel is a safe place we have a nurse on staff when you send your kids here to hopefully yeah, yeah. you know worst case scenarios but we we Hopefully they're not happening. Hopefully not. So, but yeah, so I mean, here every summer, and then I actually was not only a camper, but then in high school, uh, my older siblings had served on summer staff. So I, that naturally was the next step for me. And so I served on summer staff, I think, every summer. Again, oh, wow. it's it's hard to remember that, actually. It is, I, isn't it? I don't like thinking about how long ago that was. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it gets worse. Yeah. <laughs> Well, cool, man. That is awesome. So, so Josh, with a huge um, just history, uh, rich, deep history with the ministries that are going on here at Camp Nathaniel. So uh, let, let's talk about, man, what uh, – obviously, you're in full-time ministry. We've already talked about you being at Harlem Baptist Church, um, heavily involved with camp growing up. So so let's talk about, man, what did uh, what did God use in your life to bring you to faith in Christ? Let's, let's go there. Yeah, I would say, you know, God has faithfully pursued me. Mm-hmm. Is the way I would I would put it, and you know, I was blessed to grow up, like I said, in a Christian home, and I uh, came to faith at a very early age. Uh, so I was I remember it was actually at vacation Bible school that you know I was grappling over this truth of the gospel that I was a sinner and in need of salvation, and I was only like six years old, but like I I understood I needed a savior. I understood mm-hmm. I was a sinner, and uh, you know so I I came to faith was baptized uh, there at Putney, uh, you know so. Try to remember the dates, but that's pointless. I think that's I, right. I was six, but you know, I grew up with that faith, and I think what was interesting with God working in my heart was, you know, I grew up as a Christian in a Christian home, uh, but you know, a lot of people who grow up in a similar scenario they tr- struggle to really figure out if their faith is their own, yeah, or if it's mm-hmm. just their parents. Mm-hmm. And uh, God in His providence had me uh, connect with. I didn't connect with the youth group at Putney. Mm-hmm. Uh, and part of that was I was like the only person my age. Uh, so yeah. it was just one of those I didn't fit. But a lot of my yeah. friends were at Harlem Baptist at the time. So I started attending youth group there, got to do some Bible studies that were uh, just really engaging. And all of a sudden, I really started to realize, like, this is what I believe. Mm-hmm. Like, And it's not just with my parents. So early on, I had, by God's grace, just a chance to really begin to embrace my faith as not just my parents' faith, but really my own. And my parents were, I think it troubled them that I was going to a a different church than them Mm -hmm. uh, at first, but they really encouraged me that if I was going to be, you know, working out my faith and figuring those things out, 
they wanted me to do that. Uh, and they, they trusted, you know, that church, uh, which we had a lot of friends with. I, mm-hmm. a lot of the people that were at that church I grew up going to school with. Um, so I became a member of that youth group and just got more and more involved there, ended up being a leader in the group. And then in high school, uh, you know, I realized, you know, I wanted to continue to learn the Bible, but I wanted to teach. I wanted to mm-hmm. invest in others. And, uh, you know, I, I was working out the realities of the very basic truths that I knew, but trying to figure out, well, what was God calling me to do? Uh, back then I, I wanted to go like, I wanted to go to the Naval Academy, wanted to go make a career for myself. And that was my goal. And I actually remember I've, I've shared the story quite a few times that I was a junior in high school. I was on my way for my official visit actually at Annapolis and, uh, middle of the night, my mom and dad were with me on that trip and uh, we were halfway to Annapolis and I, I just knew God was saying like, you're not going to go there. You, I'm calling you to ministry. You're going to mm-hmm. uh, dedicate your life to that. And uh, I would say since then I've tried multiple times to like figure out my own way. And God's just been so grace, gracious to push me back uh, towards the church, towards the local church and towards the pastorate. And, mm-hmm. Uh, my passion's been just to see people's lives transformed by the gospel. Um, and, you know, I've, I've been blessed to really not know my life apart from the truth of the gospel. Mm. And God's just been good to pursue me. That's good, man. I, I think we, we actually, you and I may share uh, something that I don't know how many people share. And based on what you just said, you were in the youth group at the church you're now ministering at. Yeah. So was I. Yeah. That, that's that's pretty crazy because I was in the youth group at Hyman Baptist Church, and now I'm on staff as a minister at Hyman Baptist Church, and he does the same thing with Harlem. Okay. So yeah. I don't know how often that happens, but. Yeah, it, I don't think it happens much. too often. No, so. not, qu- not quite. And, so, uh, yeah. Nice, man. Nice. So, um, and that, I would say that's kind of my faith, and I mean, it's how do you summarize like the first 18 years of, <laughs> of your life, and, uh, and this is one of those things. I would just put it out there. I know there's a lot of people who have early conversion stories that mm-hmm. that struggle with that. Mm. Um, and for me, I had to struggle with that when I really began to mature and I'm in the middle of ministry training. You know, was I a believer when I was that young? And yeah, yeah. I think for me it was, uh, you know, what I need to identify was it wasn't something that I did anyways. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was God working in my heart to convict me of sin. And God can do that at any age. Mm-hmm. And what we're called to do is to recognize, you know, his work to call us. How old, how old were you when you got saved, Lee? I'm trying to think now. I think I was closer to eight. I was 12. So, so yeah, my wife was four. And she she, oh, remem- wow. she remembers at four years old. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty wild. Yeah. But, uh, well, good deal, man. Um, well, let's, let's talk a little bit. Of, of course, we mentioned earlier that you uh, are our – keynote speaker for the married couples retreat that, that we've had this year. And we wanted to take the opportunity, um, you know, 10, 12 minutes here that we can uh, basically kind of pick your brain in regards to what it is that you discussed with the, the ones who were here for the married couples retreat. What, what, what is it that God had laid on your heart to share with them? And now we get to share as a part of the voice of Captain Nathaniel. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'd love to talk about it. Uh, one, I'll, I'll give you the same uh, preface and, and warning that I gave people at the conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why Rick Franklin 
thought it'd be a good idea to ask <laughs> a guy who's been married five years uh, to come preach at the Married Couples Conference. Just five years, really? Just five. Well, I mean, what? we're five years and huh. four months now. So. Oh, okay. Well, that makes the world a difference right there, man. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so, uh, you know, one of the things, he when he asked me, I said, one, like, you realize I've only been married five years. <laughs> I said, oh, yeah, 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 that's fine, that's fine. I said, well, I said, I'm going to preach according to that because the last thing I'm going to do is roll up being the youngest couple or uh, yeah, shortest yeah. married couple and try to give people advice. Um, <laughs> and uh, so I had to think long and hard about, well, what am I going to share? And, uh, you know, I think the correlation I have is in many ways, you know, well, what am I doing as a pastor? Because in my situation at Harlem Baptist, uh, I'm literally, as far as the adults of the congregation, I am the second oldest male in our congregation. Wow. A member. I mean, uh, so I'm not, I'm a young guy. And uh, what do I do and what have I been doing for, you know, seven years of ministry now? Mm-hmm. Of And you can do some of that math there. You're the second oldest male in your congregation? Of, as far as our members. I mean, we've got wow. some kids, you know. but uh, Right, but, but still, yeah, man, okay. So uh, so what am I going to do? A question, you know, I've had to ask in ministry, how am I going to disciple men older than me? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so that same approach, I'm, you know, we kind of, I talk of our church as being a, in a revitalization context yep. of, you know, we want to, you know, realize, hey, we got to get back to the basics. And... Uh, so literally one of the things that we're doing, uh, right now at our church, as we're working through the new city catechism. Awesome resource, by the way. Are you familiar with new city catechism? I don't know if I am. It is fantastic. Good stuff. We need and, to, uh, can we throw that in the show notes? I think we can show, uh, we, yeah, Cameron can do that for us. Thanks, Cameron. Thanks, Cameron. Thanks, Cam. New city catechism. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't do it, I'll walk up the street and tell you to. So now that, that's, that's Tim Keller. That's well, Tim Keller, uh, Crossway, Crossway Gospel right, Coalition yep. worked together for that. And, uh, you know, the great thing about that catechism is it's really rooted and based in the historic catechisms, mm-hmm. uh, the Heidelberg and, uh, you know, even adopting some of the stuff from the Baptist catechism, uh, ben- Benjamin Keech's for my Baptist history guys. Re- really quick here. Yeah. Define catechism. A because catechism. not all of our... It's a good idea. You know, because we, we throw out these words and then sometimes people are like, I have no idea what they're... <laughs> yeah. That's a good I gotta idea. pull Google out and... <laughs> so catechism is really, it's teaching. Uh, the word is, the, the root is to teach. And, you know, it was a tool used by, you know, the church for, you know, at this point, thousands of years and especially used by the reformers to try to provide a way for their children, mm-hmm. especially children and new believers, to get a summarized understanding of basic doctrines to understand the Bible. It's a question and answer format. In a question and answer format. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so we've been using the new city, uh, because that was something we actually wanted our kids to do. But I told the adults, I said, here's the reality. I said, most of the adults need to hear and know this catechism, especially if the kids are going to learn it. So, and and I love mm -hmm. the new, what new city does is they provide a, like a simplistic version Mm -hmm. and then a more, uh, advanced version of each of these questions that gotcha. you can yeah and there's 52 I, I, so you know one a week and yeah that's what we've incorporated into our church service so it's our responsive reading for the week is from the catechism and then i teach on wednesday nights the adults and our children's minister does sunday nights with the kids nice. working through those questions and you know one of the things that i got feedback from really quickly from my church was man we need to know these fundamentals like these make such a big difference for mm-hmm. us to understand the realities of the gospel. What we just covered, 
uh, this past week the question, what is sin? You're like, well, that's an easy answer. But we think about we're also preaching through Genesis right now. So yeah. uh, we see the nature of sin and the pervasiveness of sin and the consequences of it. Uh, yeah, because sin has nothing to do with marriage, does it? Yeah. And I say all that. So, uh, yeah, man, as I it mean, loops back around into the marriage. And no, this, is how, this is how it ties in. Well, like, how then am I going to speak on marriage? Mm. I can't speak from experience. I can't speak, you know, by telling people, hey, look at me. Because uh, mm. believe me, we don't have it figured out. But what I can do is say, hey, let's talk about the fundamentals. of. Yep. And so the conference, uh, we titled it uh, Not Your Own, which is actually just – a very abbreviated version of you are not your own, uh, which, you know, comes from the first question uh, I'm borrowing from the new city, but also the Heidelberg, I was going to read that. Uh, so what is your only comfort in life and death mm-hmm. uh, that I am not my own, but belong with body and soul, both in life and death to my faithful savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, and to, it's a longer answer than that, but that's the simple one. And to say that reality of the gospel points to the truth of marriage and the foundation. I know that not that I have figured out, but that I want my marriage. So me and Madison, you know, we've talked about this a lot. I mean, she entered into marriage, uh, a guy who was a year and a half into his first pastorate and it was her home church too. Uh, Man. so, <laughs> so I, I'll, I talked about it at the conference about, you know, some of the, I'd swore I'd never, you know, I, I wasn't going to, date anyone from the church i know she was off at college but her dad was the chairman of the deacons and her mom's the music director so in some ways you you could say it was just meant to be you were asking for it man Uh, on the way in uh, so god just you know pleasantly surprised me by bringing us together yeah but you know that was something we very quickly just had to confront you know well what is marriage going to be and you know, and you could call it a challenge a lot of people would say man it's really intimidating like you're about to marry the pastor uh, for her. And, yeah, but yeah. In, in some ways it helped us keep things at the center that, Hey, our marriage is going to be a picture of Christ in the church. Mm-hmm. Like we're called to that, but that gives us really the, the guideline, the pathway for us to, to pursue this together and to, to love each other well and to understand, you know, this is how we're going to have a, a good marriage, uh, a loving marriage, a faithful marriage is by centering it around the gospel. And, uh, so, the you are not my own. Uh, that's really what my sessions uh, were focused on. To focus on first, you know, get that initial established, uh, you know, truth. Because if you can get that, it's kind of like the north star. It'll yeah. it'll guide us uh, through difficulty and uh, through challenges. And then my my next couple messages, I talk about just some uh, instances where that really was what got us through some really tough times and shaped mm-hmm. our marriage, even in five years. Uh, you know, everybody has their challenges and we've, we've had them too, but, uh, the gospel and the truth of what our marriage is supposed to be, uh, it's really helped us. Uh, and then, so talk about that. And then, uh, talked about, you're not your own really in contrast to the message of what marriage is at least talked about in our culture. Cause mm-hmm. marriage is talked about a lot. I mean, but it's marriage about how someone else can serve you. Yep. It's not the Christian view of marriage, which is a, a view that, you are there in that relationship to, to serve someone else. So mm-hmm. uh, there's just so much to just unpack, even from that oh, yeah, very yeah. first question. Uh, so that's what I, I've sought to unpack in the conference. And Very cool. Yeah. Very just cool. To highlight a couple of those. Because, I mean, typically the way the culture talks about marriage, you get married to be happy. 
or you get married to like increase your happiness or, you know, it's this very self-serving, like, well, what, Did, what's going to bring you? me the greatest oh, joy <laughs> and the idea of it being like, what if it's not about like, not that you can't be happy or you can't be joyous, but what mm-hmm. if that's not the aim? Yep. What if that's not the goal? And then the other part that you, you mentioned it quickly there, just to highlight there, but you mentioned that um, in the marriage that there were problems that happened and that it's not just perfect or that the idea that like, oh, well, you come to Camp Nathaniel and you go to the marriage conference and we're going to make all your problems go away. And it's like, no, that's that's not the the purpose. They're part of the, the problems, one, it forces you to, to get it off of yourself so that you're not just that self-centered working on that, but to point towards Christ there. Yeah. And so again, like the typical thing there's, if I become a Christian, then all my problems will go away. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> and we're still living in brokenness. And uh, yeah, you know, man, it's uh, marriage is sanctifying. It, it is, it is what God, God will use it in in our in our he uses our marriages to to make us more like Christ um and those who he has he has called to that to that union mm-hmm. and uh, but man we uh, Josh we appreciate you man stepping in with us and uh thank you for sharing over the weekend of the married couples retreat and thanks for all you do for camp man because you I mean you continually serve camp all right you know yeah uh, he's He's uh he's he's part of uh ser- he actually serves on our board and so we uh, we appreciate his service there and and what he does for this this ministry that a lot of people don't even see or, or know about so yeah yeah uh, it's my joy I mean camp has been so formational in, in my faith and my life and uh, to be able to just invest a little bit more back is uh, you know well worth it and uh, I'm excited to see what God's going to do through camp because I really am uh, I think great things are ahead. Uh, for Camp Nathaniel and all that God's got ahead for you. Awesome. Well, Lee, we're going to transition out of here. We got yeah. some stuff to talk about, right? We got some more ministries to be highlighting because there's lots of things happening at camp. That's right. Stick around, guys. We'll be back in just a second. All right, we've reached a part of the program now where we're going to be highlighting some of the camp ministries here. And today we are going to be highlighting, well, the, the reason that we... We call it camp. The quintessential. We're talking about summer camp. We're talking about summer camp. It is that time of year again. We've officially hit May, and here in just about a month, we're going to be going strong for seven weeks in a row during the summer here at Camp Nathaniel. Sun up to sundown, and actually, no, just all the time. All the time. 24-7 at this point. All the time, man. I think there's a break at one point during the week where we're in between campers. Uh, Yeah. But listen, hey, we are excited because um, since we're talking about camp, we figured we might want to let you guys who are listening know how do you sign up to be part of Camp Nathaniel this summer. And with us is our Executive Director of Youth uh, and Children's Ministries. Is that your actual title? I think I'm the coordinator, maybe. I don't know. You can call me the Executive Director. Sounds better, doesn't it? (laughs) Sounds awesome. All right, we're going to call her that today. Grace McIntyre in with us, and uh, she's going to be giving us the rundown on... Uh, first of all, what kids can expect this summer and how they can get involved in it, yeah? Yeah, so our registration is up for camp. It's all online like it was last year. So if you are interested in coming to camp or if you know a student that you want to have come to camp, all that information is online. We've got our camp weeks up on there. Uh, so to get registered, 
When you go on our website, we have a section for students. Underneath that, there is a little tab that says resident camp, and it has uh, the link right on there. So you can get that all filled out. It's really simple. It'll make sure that we get all the information that we need from you right on that our website, of course, CampNathaniel.org. For those of you, if you're listening to the voice of Camp Nathaniel, then you probably know how to spell Nathaniel biblically. Um, you know, I always thought it was I-E-L or something like that at the end, but no, mm-hmm. biblically speaking, it's A-E-L, N-A-T-H-A-N-A-E-L, CampNathaniel.org. And again, as Grace was saying, you can go up, click on the Students tab. Mm-hmm. That takes you to Resident Camp as an option from yep. there. And then you can find out you can find out the dates as to when all that's going on. I know we've got grade school week. That's uh, we're kicking things off. Uh, we're, we've actually uh, already talked to um, Jasmine in regards to day camp, but we're talking about resident camp. We're talking about right. week long camp, right. mm-hmm. and it starts with uh, grade school week for select counties. Yep, mm-hmm. moving into middle school week for select counties, high school week for everybody, mm-hmm. and then of course we have our family camp week. Which we've we're already booked for, and you know, and, and then some, and then we kind of repeat the process going backwards. We've got uh, another week of middle school right. for yep. Slate counties, and then we finish out with a week of grade school. That's right. Awesome, good deal. And and so yeah, campnathaniel.org, That's how you guys need to get involved with that. Now now tell us. Let's talk real quick. Now there there is a fee for the week of camp, correct? Yes. Yes. For, for those who are paying, so here, and we'll explain more about that here in just a second, but let's talk about that for a little bit. Yeah, so a week of camp costs $175. So when you fill out that form, it'll have you um, put in like a $25 uh, fee just to hold your place, and then you bring the rest of it when you come to camp. But $175 for a week. You know, that's child. what's crazy, Lee, is, mm-hmm. you know, I, I've done youth ministry for two decades. Mm-hmm. How, how many, I, okay, when you go to all those camps, how much are you paying for? Listen, man, to take a kid to any any camp anywhere else, mm-hmm. to take a kid to a week of camp for a summer uh, or, or a, a week of summer camp for, for a week in the summer, you're talking anywhere between, uh, on the low end, I'm going to lowball this, all right, 350 bucks mm-hmm. for a week of camp. Yep. We're talking half that cost, you know, roughly, almost half that cost to for an entire week where you get fed um, physically and spiritually, for that matter. Mm-hmm. And you have an absolute blast here, man. And, mm-hmm. and I don't know of any other camp in the country that can match that that value, be, to be perfectly honest. So yeah. it's a great opportunity. Yeah, yep, definitely. I'll go on and ask as well. Like, So we talk about the value there and the things. What are you getting when you come to camp? Well, you get to make some really great friends at Camp Nathaniel. That's something people often bring from their experience. But we've got activities um, based on your grade level. We've got different things. So... If you've not been to camp for a couple of years, maybe your middle school or high school, you'll find there's different activities that you can be involved in. Um, awesome food, always. People love the Camp Nathaniel food. So it'll just be a great week. Um, get to come away from your normal life and do something a little bit different. Now, this is open to not just the kids that we serve in in this area, in this right. region, but we've got kids who come. Uh, I know particularly we've got a family who comes from like Phoenix, Arizona, mm-hmm. yes. who brings kids in. So so, so this is open. I mean, there are people listening to this who may be from all over, and even they can get involved with camp, correct? Yeah, absolutely. So maybe you grew up in the area, you're connected with camp somehow, but it's open to any kid from anywhere. If you can bring them here, we'll take them. Yeah, good deal. So we've got, uh, we've got the website. Mm-hmm. We've got some activities as to what's going on. 
Um, we got the fee, how you can get plugged in. Uh, of course, you can go on the website and see all the dates and see when your uh, when your child or uh, fits into the to the schedule there. Now there is also an 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 opportunity for those who have been doing lessons throughout the year that that doesn't involve a fee because right. but because they've been diligent and uh, and devoted to, to doing their lessons they are actually what we call a free camper now explain to us how they can get registered yeah so if you are a free camper if you've done your lessons this year or if maybe you've done them in the past and you're a free for life camper you will need to contact your county worker they'll probably be reaching out to you first but if they don't contact your county worker they'll give you the information so that you can get signed up and you don't have to pay that fee you get to come for free and i've never heard of a of a camp where you have the option of coming for free no that's insane that that just doesn't happen that doesn't happen does it and camp has been operating like that for nearly a hundred years yep since the very beginning we are in our this summer it was just, I just heard it announced today, this summer will make 91 years that Camp Nathaniel has been an active ministry here in Southeast Kentucky. And from the get-go, if you memorized Bible verses, you got to come to camp for free. Yep. And that still continues today. That's absolutely amazing. Which is also really cool because some of the campers that will be here this summer are like the great grandkids of people yeah, who came right? when it first got started. Yeah. yeah. So crazy, like it's man. it's one of those generational things that like Absolutely. When the kid they get older and they have their own kids and they're like, "You know what you're doing this summer? Going to camp <laughs> just like I did." <laughs> That's right. Well, Grace, listen, thank you so much for uh just letting us know how people can get uh, registered and whatnot. Uh, again, the website, Lee, campnathaniel.org. That's and it. And then you'll go to the students and resident camp and that'll get you all the info that you need there again if you're the free camper get in contact 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 the county worker get a hold of us um and yeah we're really excited um and we're yeah no we'll see a lot of you all this summer we will man it's it's good i mean we just had our overnights here a couple of months ago and those went over fantastic and we've got a lot of a lot of buzz leading into the summer we're gonna have an absolutely Awesome time here at Camp Nathaniel. We hope you can enjoy. You hope you can join us and enjoy it. I tried to say enjoy and join at the same enjoy. time. You can enjoin. You can enjoin us. Yeah, we that, make that up, just sounds really weird. We make new words up here. <laughs> oh, oh, do we ever? We, we can write a dictionary by this time. All right, Grace. Thank you again for coming in and hanging Happy out too. with us. And uh, we will see you guys around this summer. 